0: Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Sonship is such an important dimension because if you are the son of your father, you have a unique relationship with your father that involves even co-creation so for instance I have a, a 4 year old but if the 4 year old is not mature enough he doesn't understand his rights and privileges so in Galatians 4 it says for so, so long as the hair is a child he's no, he's no better than his slave because the maturity that is required to work in sonship is lost on him so what he requires is that he's not enough to be a son or to be a heir more importantly it has to be maturity to walk in the fullness of that sonship. And what God needs on earth now is not just babies who want to get things from Him. You know, there's a place where you want God to fix your car, get you all the things you need. But it is just so rudimentary in the things of God. Where God is taking us to, those things are sorted. We're not even distracted, or we're not even concerned about those things. We don't pursue after them. Remember the recipe, the formula God gave us that seek you the kingdom and his righteousness, everything becomes an affection. Today, in the way that we have designed the church, it's as though we optimize the church to pursue our needs. So there are two extremes. There are two extremes that I see um, today. And when we started the tribe, we, we stayed on love and identity for so long. But we soon realized that love and identity wasn't exactly going away. Love and identity was always the central theme of the tribe. And after that, we got into trying um, to serve. My brother, it was as though God was that was a purifying message because some of us were full of our ideas of life. And God started to empty us of those ideas and was breaking our preferences to say, you know what, these are your preferences, but let me show you my way. And we tried we to solve, and I think that season God used it to somehow do something to the tribe. Because in the community of young people, trying to solve is not the best of messages. I mean we need to hustle, we need to hammer. Like there are things that by the time we put seven keys to success, we just be it, and are hungry for success so when you now come to church and they're reminding you that life is not about you it can seem like a little bit of a hard message to take in all right but then again God was preparing something before because the foundation is very critical for whatever you want to build if you want to build a skyscraper you don't spend your foundation has to go deep and i think love is very foundational i think identity is very foundational and i think learning to live for god is also very foundational but one thing happens when you get to that point. Before long, it was as though we were swinging to one other extreme. And the extreme was we just we didn't just talk about wealth, we did talk about money. And it's it's a hard topic because if you're raised in a Pentecostal church, money can sometimes give a bad taste in your mouth. Um many times the church makes it about okay, money, money, money. And if you're coming from a, your last church where you were part of a building project, you may have been broke. Before. in fact, some people ran away because of building projects. So you know, but the point is, it wasn't so wrong, it wasn't wrong that God won't God tell us to prosper and have prosperity, but there is an extreme. So I'll, I'll show you this street. On this side, I think there is a, a reality where you feel uh, riches and righteousness cannot coexist. So in the SU movement of the 1970s, what you find is that at this point, our our paradigm, if you were born in that era, God says my God. But if we are born in that era, the paradigm was, we are running our race to meet our redeemer. So it was it was quite ed- heavily focused, heavily useless. And I can tell you that generation, generation for the mess we are dealing with now. No, they did. Tell okay. them. And let, let me explain, let me explain how it is. So, all of them, they basically, they took the whole gospel and stayed in the church. They moved themselves from everything and anything. They, they thought that to be in contact would be contaminated but they don't understand that they were meant to be in contact and purified so they lost themselves in the church they existed for self half party visions, anointed okay yeah you know how that works <laughs> but we don't like that, but just for self and after a
1: while
0: the the, the 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 ministry men who just came from when we said we were transitioning to civilian in nineteen ninety nine, all the ministry men just changed her key and walked and entered the line. It's not a problem that he entered. It was because there were no sons. And I think there was no concept. That the diet of that time wasn't sonship based. So they were fed with a lot, but not sonship. So they didn't understand that there was a place where God needed to fix. I can, I can give you this. The problem in Nigeria, governments can do so much. But it's not government alone that matters. It's sons in government that is needed. Government by in and of itself cannot change the system. It is sums in government that can. And how this works is you cannot give what you don't have. So if you've experienced transformation through your work with God, you understand the recipe for transformation. So we are we have leadership who are transformational. At first they can narrate, but they cannot resolve it because it's not always given to except you have created something for you to be able to build a dimension of order and beauty. If not, you're just moving security to number 3, move poverty to number 1, move EFC, yes, like everything will be a rearrangement, not a resolution, because sons are not there. And I think in the season we are going in now, God is demanding of the church to raise me songs, because church is meant to be a parliament, and parliament is not something that exists just for an experience of stuff. A parliament is an organ for transformation. So you sit down there, and you're partying, and you're chatting the course for the takeover of your nation and your country. And let me give you two paradoxes that I think I have seen in Christianity. One, he says, you are in this world, you are not of this world. Hold that thought. You are in this world, you are not of this world. But he says that, I want the meek to inherit the earth. Or well, my sons will inherit the earth. How do you reconcile that reality? On one, on one hand, he saying you are in this world, you are not of this world. On the other hand, he says, you you will inherit the earth. What you see there is this. is a concept of what I call the embassy. Now, how does it work? If you understand colonialism, when the British came into Nigeria, they basically established um, a colony, right? And they brought their language, they brought their culture. Though they were not from Nigeria, they took over the territory. That's what God has sent us here to do. Though we are not of earth, we came from Him, but we are now on earth. And our job on earth is to superimpose the culture of Father over and above everything else. So We are an ambassador, and not So if you have an understanding of your role as an apostle and is devoid from your understanding as, a, as an ambassador, you cannot create, you cannot grow. So we have a concept of Christianity that is almost not sufficient for the 21st century. Because if you know this is about Christ, Christ is nothing but revolution, and he and, and the world where he was, he, he obtained everything to obtain everything and that's what we are called to do. We are not called to away from the problem, we are the solution to the problem. You see, your salt, your light. Think for a second, what does it mean that you are salt and your light? A light in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend. The greater the problem, the higher the demand for light. So Nigeria is actually begging for souls to rise and souls want to flee. Now, let me give you two contexts. Yeah. So, in this season, we want to dwell on sonship. And it's been understanding the kingdom of God. So, look at um, Matthew, Matthew 4, verse 17. Yes, let's go there. Matthew 4, verse 17. When Jesus came, you know, people think that Jesus brought a religion. Far from it. Jesus wasn't interested in a religion. What he brought was a kingdom message. And let me tell you why kingdom is very key. The kingdom message he brought, Matthew 4, 17, for then, Jesus began to preach, repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come here. That was before his death. Now Jesus was an example, he's an example of us and for us. Now when he came on earth, he was very much in tune with heaven. He had the understanding of the mission of his father. So his coming on earth was very clear. He came to execute the mandate. See, he wasn't killed, he laid down his life. That it wasn't nobody to kill said The son of man will lay down my life. I think so. Nothing about this not pirates was pulling in household, he did not know what they were doing. They were only poor on the chestboard of our king. And what was God so interested in calling himself king of kings? Because from the beginning he did not intend to raise slaves, he did not intend to raise servants, he intended that he would be a king. And then when he created man, the first thing he gave to us was before he dominate have dominion, subdue the earth. So, you see, our priesthood was already in it inside of us. But he had to mandate us with kingship. And so that we cannot function. Now, when man fell, he lost the original design. Salvation is a means to an end. Salvation is not the end in itself. So, God has reconciled us, but has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That through us, the systems of the earth will become that of our Father. So, we'll be called to glorify Him in everything. No. If God is not in entertainment, you're not there. Because you're the kind of His influence. And God cannot take a pattern without you. So think for a second, no, keep it in mind. If I get
1: excited,
0: so we don't know script. But, it's, it's, it's key. but what you have to keep in mind is on earth, this is a sad reality. On earth, God is limited. And devil is limited. They need a body and a mind. So God's power here. I meet all those people, they say, "If God loves the world, why like is the world in such a chaos?" <laughs> no, evil has a no evil has human origin. Evil was not God. It was Adam. Evil has a human origin. So my point is, we cannot ascribe to God a response, a chaos that we created. Now go and chop out. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. at the end of the day, you, you just sit down here and. We have an entire generation of people immobilized, waiting on God to do for them what God has given them the power to do. That's a travesty. Waiting on God to do, and God is saying, "Move!" You know the prayer of, of Moses. Moses said one day, "God, I need to know where you're coming." He said, "I will not go where your presence will not come with me." And it was as though he was saying, "God, God has sent you, and he said, God, I need you to come along with me.' In this age of sonship, eh, I need you. you has to deconstruct. Where are taking us this morning?" It might run to your theology, but ultimately, will liberate you. Because in, in, this is the, the end of religion has come. We cannot stop. Even let's close shop and go back to where they are coming from. Because they did it perfectly well. So, if you to exist for another expression of joy, uh, no, you're a perfect expression of God on And you're on a mission for Him and with Him. Alright, so on one extreme, people feel that riches and righteousness are inconsistent, they cannot exist together. And then they settle. They settle in this place of poverty. They settle in this place of lack. They settle in this place of limitation. And that is, anybody here, uh, if this is your theology, you settle. And I can tell you here, there are two things that can break this thing. One, if you don't have the revelation of God as your father, and if that is nothing more have a revelation of God as your father, have a revelation of his abundance, you will still be thinking that this will lead you to sin. Now, on this other side, there is a group of people who have pursued God as a means to an end. So once they cracked, one they become the revelation, God is just in your perspective, they will there, they say, my brother, the poverty in the land. So, in fact, that's why, you know, when you see those posters, to know the poverty is on trial,
1: the place is, you see, men and
0: brethren, we show, and they're every Friday. know this place, if you go down the east and south south, you find that there's a big kept to keep poverty. Poverty there is not. Now, why are they killing poverty, and yet they're not coming to prosperity? It's because poverty is not something that exists. It exists first in your mindset. And if the, if the revelation of God doesn't break that, you're running a second. So the other part is, when you get to this point of entitlement, you feel that God owes you everything, and you have no responsibility. So for you, you're not interested in living a righteous life. You're not interested in what the king wants to do. It's your agenda. And you exist for self. You exist for the small ideas of life. Let's look at this scripture, John chapter 4. Now, there's an interesting conversation that was actually happening there. Um, Jesus had a service this day, 5,000 people in attendance. It so happened that the revelation was intense, and Jesus filled those up. So, by the letter in the evening, he realized, oh, it's too late to send them home. Just from verse 1, John 6. I want us to unpack this together. I want you to look at Jesus' mindset and the mindset of his disciples. If you understand kingdom, there's a way you see life. If you understand kingdom, there's a way you think. And if that thinking is not institute reality for you, trouble. There will be inconsistency. Your faith will same one thing, your imagination will be playing another script. What can bring both your mindset, your faith, and imagination together? Is when you have a deep revelation of Peter. Now see what he says here. A a huge crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was performing on the sick." Keep going. So Jesus went up to a mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, a Jewish festival was Oh. Therefore when Jesus looked up and noticed a huge crowd coming towards him, he asked him, Where will we buy bread so these people can eat? Now think about this for a second. You have 5,000 people in your church and you need to feed them. This is his question. Where did we get bread to die? Look at Philip's Look at the next picture. He asked this to test him. He himself knew what he was going to do. What he was trying to do was to deconstruct the theology of Philip. Because Philip was, for the most part, like us, Philip works with the resources in his pocket. So,
1: Philip
0: understood that, well, we've been collecting small offering. And Jesus wants to feed 5,000. Like, <laughs> Jesus, hold on. You know, there are not very many people who give generously. You, you might want to check the pulse before you make such a population. Before you put a ministry in trouble. Now, see what he goes. He asks this question for himself, He was, He asked Philip answered, 200 denary worth of bread wouldn't be enough. For each of them to have a little. What Philip was thinking here, Philip was thinking scarcity. His mind had gone to his horse as the source. And Jesus wasn't coming from that private. He to the next. One of the disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Now, Andrew was also thinking what? Scarcity. Philip was thinking sauce. Andrew was thinking, scale. Like, we don't have enough to scale. See what goes on. Next. Then Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, so they sat down. The men numbered about 5,000. Now, the way they are x this thing in theology is that in every community, women are more than men. In, in church now. So if you, if, you have, if you count and you realize that the men are 5,000, it's very likely that the women and children. But neither here nor there. Could even be that maybe it was my five thousand was everybody, but yeah, the point again, whether it was everybody or few, it no matter a lot. So next, then Jesus took the loaves and, after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also with the fish, as much as they were wanted. Next, when they were full, he told the disciples, "Collect the leftovers, so that nothing is wasted." Now, Jesus. Is coming from an economy of abundance. And this money that's what we're talking about, abundance. I'll give you a concept of abundance. Abundance is first not about stuff, it's about being. And if you have a revelation of God, you will understand that God has a way with words. So let me give you an instance. When he was describing love, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave. Now, if you measure so as a preposition, it is the scale is huge. You understand the scale is huge. Now, when he talks about his mercy, in first job, he spoke about love that for what manner of love has the Father lavished on us. Pick that word and look at the dictionary. Lavish is an extravagant word. God is very big on, on certain kind of description. The mercy and the grace that have been given us, we are not running out of them anytime soon. But how would you think that in love God can be excess? And in blessing you and in bring you to wealth, he cannot be. If you believe that God loves you unconditionally and His committed to His love for you, you can never run out. You have access to supply that you haven't cashed in on. So what, what, we, what we need to first of all understand that we are born into a culture of scarcity. Because earth, the economy, you know, scarcity as a concept is an economic uh, tool. So the way they use the economy, if you want to create, uh, create an artificial scarcity by redrawing supply and increasing demand, the moment you create that situation, where the supply is few, the demand is much. they hike the price. All right. So you know, scarcity is a man's concept, a manipulative thing. But look at John ten ten to tell you where Jesus is coming from. In John 10, 10 he gives us two reality. There's the reality of the devil, and it says the devil's goal each morning he wakes up is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. On the other side, his own job description is that you have like. And have it more abundantly. Now, abundance is a big word. When you now add more to it, the scale is staggering. So there are two things I see here. I see on one reality there is what I call abundance, and then here there is scarcity. Okay. So what I think of, if you read the it says who said something. He said that our oh, joy is not necessary in having money. Our joy is having more money than the next man. This scarcity has deprived us that we feel to win someone else to lose. So, the scarcity mindset is anti kingdom. Because here, you're not thinking we win, you're thinking self above all else. And when you call, when you call me into a concept, somebody is in it for me. It's because scarcity has so, uh, somehow, you cannot think of abundance where everybody has to win. So, John Bentham must be in your mind, like here. The kingdom of god is abundance and we have access to this kingdom so every, every point you wake up one thing you must keep in mind in this abundance is that it is not about your ability it's about his capacity now let me flip it it's not about your capacity it's about god's ability so but the point is keep that one in mind that when you approach your life don't approach it only from the place of your own capacity No matter how much strength you have, let his ability superimpose on your capacity, abundance will flow. The second thing you also need to understand is that your source is your source and your supply. For you to understand abundance, your salary is not your source. God is your source. So the moment you start to plan with salary, you cannot apply for masters. Because your your salary has to fund it. And salary is not adding up. You understand? So because at the end of the day, we're not meant to make ends meet. We're meant to flow in abundance. But if abundance is not a reality first in your mind and imagination, you go broke. And the broke is a choice. Like you could have no intention for providing you anything. You by yourself decided not to take enough risk. You by yourself decided to play it small. You by yourself decided to build your life on safety and security. Okay, be sure. And before long, life will take over. Yeah. So think of this abundance and scarcity. If you come next on this on this other side, What we find is people think first, they think security, they think safety, they think stability, they think hmm, comfort. On this side of of the reality is faith and adventure. No, I know this is my short, but if you look at, uh, I think it was Romans Romans, 8 14, give message transmission. Like, we see the perspective of God. Now, safety, security, and stability, they are not bad in themselves. But they are too small, they visit to live life. And the way they are designed, they are so small that your mind cannot conceive of anything bigger than that. So, let me tell you, our parents is a model of life. That's why they first have God before letting love. No, if you were not, trust me, have it, you, were, you were forced or convinced or manipulated or cajoled to steal a course based on. The fact that it will always have jobs. Yeah. But I can announce to you why you need faith even now, and why you need to understand abundance. Nigeria's economy is going through pandemic shifts. So you wake up on money, what used to be a paid employment is no longer valid. When I was in school, I used to I wanted to work for Shell. <laughs> Isn't it why I saw someone that was employed by Shell? Yeah. In fact, one of examples just laid off and a lot of mess. My point is the world has moved no past stability. Let's see this scripture. So not you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is it the descent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. Anything, the work with God is likely to transform your life into an adventure than anything safe. In fact, there is a kind of safety that God guarantees you in adventure that is not tied to supply into your own stuff in your pocket. Let me tell you what happens here. If you live your life for security, the job will always burn you. You kiss her so much the job is your life. So you come to a point where you're not able to conceive of what God, God, you're mm-hmm. not able to take risks. Because stability, Do you know how low one thing is to live life for the spirit of God is beckoning. on Let's go into an industry, let's take over and say I want to be here. This is my comfort zone. God doesn't pan out of comfort zones. If anything, he breaks them. And if you don't step out of this place into this place, one day you wake up and you're alive, you realize you live less than your redemptive benefit. In fact, you live so you will just you waste time an entire time. Yes, grace that God launched for you. So stability, safety, and all of those things, they are insufficient for you at this time. So your sonship is about walking in faith and adventure. It's about going where no one has gone before. It's about building pioneering things with God. There are ten places in the spirit that are not on earth. There are industries that have not been named. Can you be the one? All right, you're trying to invent a wheel, and God is trying to invent something new. And you're like God, and God is saying, "I'm not in that old. I move beyond that." The abundance of God doesn't just make, um, we wash. He doesn't just change your garment; he gives you a new one. Abundance is he doesn't just heal you; he makes you whole. So I need you to conceive that God is committed to flourishing your life and blessing you. So when you come into a place of lack, the question is, it wasn't something that was created in the last four years. It has been ingrained from culture, from tradition, to make you believe the wrong things, settle for the wrong goals. And now, you're realizing that you're always going from paycheck to paycheck. And a bonus is not just about money, so we cannot settle, but that example is so critical. Because I've seen a a lot of people here, and a lot of people have met in this country, Nigeria has a way of squeezing you into a corner. And then you settle in that place where you feel like, right? and yeah, seven, ten years. I, I, I had someone that was doing a job of 70 people for four years. And he was supposed to behold this one till better stuff come along. Four years after, nothing had come along. Because somewhere, that's the problem. And do you think that your life belongs to someone. The point is that, do you know what you carry? Do you know this message that we have? It's not just to play religion, it's that at every point in time, you're a solution provider. And if a bonus is not in your mindset, you will never produce anything. And God is saying, no, in sonship, you work as the wise. You're a master planner. You sit down that your spirituality doesn't excuse you from being strategic. In fact, your spirituality gives you the access to supernatural strategies that are not on earth. So nobody can fault you when you come. So at the end of the day, are you working hard enough? You want to do a business, you don't have a business model. You want to do a business, you don't have a business plan. And you want God to open the windows of heaven because he doesn't play karu karu, he doesn't pour it in the open, he found something he will always ask you what do you have in your hands and if you don't have anything, sometimes it's not about what you have it's that you have it and you respect it because it's in God that God can take the leap and make much out of it so you can take the ordinary and make extraordinary if you undermine what you have, what will happen over time is that you are not working in faith faith means that at every point in time you believe that the substance of what you are holding is and, it's just an evidence of what God is about to do with it. So that little stuff you have is only an evidence of what God is about to do. But don't undermine that because if you're not faithful in the little, it's unlikely that kingdom will see you faithfully much. So kingdom works in principle. And let me tell you the fact: this thing I'm sharing is not an exclusive right for the benefit of those who have come to embrace Christ. In fact, Jesus knew how accessible it is to humanity is that he had to hide it. He was probably not at the grace. You know, I said I would not to hide this parable. Because the truth is that some men have stumbled on it without even connecting. And they're like they like servants of horses. They are riding the horses, but they're not sons. But yet they've gotten access to it because it is, it is, it doesn't matter to your, your sonship or slavery. You stumble on it, you have it. So have you wondered why some men have built things of skill, make impact. One man is fighting polio in Africa. One man. One man is fighting, his goal is to eradicate malaria and polio. And you know some people racketed money? They are helping your country, you're not racket on it. The point is that, the the point is, because the scarcity mindset is so deep, you can steal so much and steal more. How can they go and stolen billion? It's because scarcity has a lot of making you feel like it's insufficient. So, insufficiency is pulling you on every side. And if you don't have abundance, you build a business so small, that God will be receptive and will live so, what you need to keep in mind, and I need you to follow with me, is abundance is available unto us. Abundance is, is not just it's, it's something we, we tune into that frequency. You have to tune into that frequency. If you don't tune into that frequency, and you're on the wrong path, it's not likely that you will access it. So, what we need to do as a church, as a generation, is to understand that what God requires of us is more than just having a good time on Sundays. If after the good time he's just to come back again another Sunday, I mean we are missing the point. We have to work as sons. Because the government is on our shoulders. He spoke about it in Isaiah 9. That unto us a child is born and a son is given, that the government to mm-hmm. be on the shoulders. What it's talking about, and even social justice, the widows, the poor in our environment, their responsibility. The thing is that if you want to find God, if you don't value the next man that you see, you cannot value the God that you can see. Because God designed it in such a way that the next man will see an expression of him. So if you undermine that man, you will never get that one, God. So, think abundance, let abundance be your mindset as you go today. What you need to keep in mind is God, who am I creating? Am I coming from scarcity? Am I coming from safety, security and stability? Because the enemy will pull. when you get here, you discover that stuff goes through. If you come here too, you discover that stuff of this entitlement place of prosperity. You think that you own stuff, the stuff owns you. You realize everything around your life is trying to preserve that. We're meant to own stuff, but they're never meant to own us. But the beauty of getting that place with liberty and freedom comes with cross understanding of abundance. There's another thing I like to put here, which is um, here, when it's about you, and here it's about the kingdom. Self is so small an agenda. It's so small an agenda. It's about the kingdom, and the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God is the goal. That's why Christ came. If you look at this in Matthew. If you look at it, you say the kingdom. When you woke up in Acts chapter one, you he spent what he teaching the kingdom. What was he talking about? He was talking about the plan from the beginning was that God did not make earth to be a mess. He made Adam and gave dominion to Adam. Adam was made in my image and in my likeness. What he meant was that when Adam came, I went on schematical. Because Adam was my was, was a continuation of what I meant to do. Adam was a chip of the old block. Adam was cut out of my block. Adam was actually caught off from the rock. And everything I am, Adam has. And that was why God said, Adam, name the animals. Adam did not God bless me without saying, God, show me some dreams to do that. Because God already given the capacity and the will to walk in that. Today we must step into the fullness of who we are in God. Not operate in lack. Because it's the law of the enemy to believe that you don't have what it takes. You just need to walk in pain. I'd rather you think if your dreams are too small, it's not unlikely that you understand abundance. Let your big your dream be so big, people will be intimidated by you. They'll think you're crazy. And that's the same thing. When Jesus was talking to them, they thought he was crazy. You want to keep 5,000? <laughs> Christ, come on. we don't have enough denary. Like they were thinking, Baba, send them home and let's all have peace. And Jesus told them, okay, let me show you something. If you look at the conversation, that's the thinking of the, of, of the kingdom. The thinking of the kingdom is never scarcity, it's always abundance, it's never small, it's always big. I rather you fail in big dreams than achieve small dreams and be a king.
1: Yeah.
0: The point is that God is not glorified in your timidity. You can call it timidity, but sometimes if you, you are calling it timidity, if you explain it, it's just timidity that is hiding.
1: You, 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 want, you want
0: to do something big, go big, or go home. Don't, don't play it small. Don't play it small. Don't play it small. same thing take the message to the uppermost part of the earth. Samuel, I mean, Judah, It didn't say stay in Jerusalem. In fact, there are attempts to build a monument in Jerusalem. Persecution dealt with them. God was like, I'm not in this small community that I'm trying to do. i mean, they the going. They beat them up, Keep them out, Kill some of them, they run away. And in the chaos was a spread. And that's the problem. Think about what God said in Genesis 11, 6, 12, Bible. nothing is impossible to man, that which they have imagined to be. So, let your imagination be in abundance, not in love. Let your mindset be one of abundance, not in love. When you think of supply and you want to do anything, understand that God is to sustain and not to salary. When you want to come to him, understand that it's not only about your capacity, it's about his ability. And you must plunge into the endless source of kingdom. Because once you align, alignment will give you access to connection your own local connection can give you, so you must align with him. Submission is better than ambition. At this place, ambition rules. At this place, submission is the key. And in this place, yourself is in him, where you, you are united with him in oneness. This is where this is where fullness is expressed. Okay, I'll, I'll pause here. Take a few questions, then I'll unpack whatever. It is. So, so, The question that, that came from Thursday and is still happening now is that you know, people, some people just don't know how. To change their mindset. Some people grow with in single service parents. Some people grow with, with just fear. Some people are actually afraid. Some people don't know the way out of, of their stability, security, but that mindset. Now, they love God, they love His presence, they kind of understand that it's beyond them. But honestly, we just don't know the roadmap. What next? What can they do next to stretch this small mind? Um, I think in Romans 12, uh um, Romans too but we're called to renew our minds, and it was intentional. We read from Matthew when he was still saying, Repent. Repent means change your mindset, for the kingdom of God has come. The point is that this present design is suboptimal, and for God to move us from suboptimal to optimal. We need first of all to reprogram our minds. And reprogram our mind is actually a work of the Holy Spirit. And that's why God gave us the Holy Spirit. But there are two things. As the Holy Spirit is working with you and in you, the Word of God is shaping and washing. It calls it water. It calls it double, sharper than double-edged sword. This is the only tool I know that can deconstruct your mind and help you escape the limitations of culture. There is cultural captivity that many people are living under. We feel that we have to do the rat race to get to get in, but no matter where well you are in the rat race, you're still a rat. <laughs> so we're not called to be in the rat race at right. all. Alright? That is not the point. So at the end of the day, most you us <laughs> of all have to do is understand that this committee is needed. That's why right. yesterday we spoke about the fivefold ministry. That in every church you must have the five apostles. That people who bring all these radical ideas, they scatter it. Then the teacher will read it for you. Then the prophet will give some level of direction and correspond, then the pastors will not show you, because some days you are Move your be... So, <laughs> no, welcome to Lagos. You understand? So, at that point I don't fall away like, my God, the proposal I woke up, it was all night. Stand up and say, I declare. You know, this, I declare that these men are trial. You understand? I, I sent, I sent Confucian to their camp, they will call me. Why? Because you have the legal rights to execute that man, they teach you by decree. Not by begging. On the, on, the, on the things of earth, you just say, I declare it. do you know how I do it? The other day I was passing, I was like, Let us take you. And then you're like, I felt I say, no, 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 I'm no, no. <laughs> You know, so not, if you if you saw Christ, do it with declaration. Well, don't be forever. It's okay. But the point is, you have to understand that dimension of kingship. It's not, you know when Lazarus died, you know what Jesus did? He told you Lazarus he said he's sleeping. Jesus, Lazarus, he's sleeping. Then the day he told them that I want to go home, I think I need to now, they now say to Lazarus, Lazarus has died. They'll give me the same bear You don't need to worry, they're sure of it. Just call them. He's dead! <laughs> like, Jesus had to reverse the kingdom for a second. So they can understand where he was coming from. Because you are not getting it. Because he told them that Lazarus is sleeping. So sleeping Let him sleep now. The, the man that's sleeping has to wake up. He just now say, Oh my God. <laughs> don't die. <laughs> like you don't have a copy Like this guy is dead. Let's go with him. Why? Because Jesus was even careful of his subject, of his confessions. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the truth is that the universe and God, everything around you is waiting for your words. Yeah. Just as the Romans 8, 19 was saying that the expectations of creation is waiting for the manifestation of sons. The moment you let the wrong words come out of your mind and your mindset cannot handle it, you have created your reality. Yeah.
1: So the reality you're
0: living into today, created yesterday by your confessions and your mindset. Yeah.
1: You cannot change it that
0: fast. What you need to do is, what am I shaping my mind with now, that can open me up to the abundance of tomorrow? That is what we need to do. Our best effort today is to spend it, gazing into the world, breaking the mindset and the limitations so we can come into the flourish of tomorrow. Not to regret, like my father didn't send me to bed Well, I almost got a scholarship. I see 7-7 letter to come abroad. Forget the excuses, it's, it's so sort of a slave mindset. Abundance has no victim mindset. You cannot live in abundance and be a victim. In fact, in abundance, your mistakes are purposeful. Yeah. Because you just woke up and realize. Because oh, God doesn't need it. So what do you do with it? Yeah. All things work together for good. The message of evil is going around for good. Any questions? Okay, so one more. Now, for kingdom. For this kingdom. And okay, is that for me after a sermon? No, it's not for me. Now, let's also try and
1: bring it down to the important
0: level. Kingdom. Now, yesterday, during the brothers meeting, we had to integrate that the kingdom is not tribe like it's not church, it is not your church so, and some people are boxed by, it's kingdom my career it's kingdom my, my fear so what is kingdom? what is kingdom so that everyone can find that place in the kingdom so it says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost that's the, the minimum in this, uh, how disabled units if you chemistry, there is uh, something called the irreducible. when you come to that unit so what it means is that everywhere you find the earth, there is meant to be righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Everything that is what we are called to do. People are depressed, but you're a carrier of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So it doesn't mean that you don't put church in the place, but that's when you come into that place. Whatever, if, even if you write a book and the book is not Jesus the Lord of Glory, but you write a fiction, a fictional tale, and people write, read your book and they come into a place of joy, peace. And a sense of righteousness, the kingdom has actually been accomplished in that. So the kingdom is bigger than the church. The church is an order for the creation of the kingdom. So the church was meant to be yeast, to exist not for self, but to exist for the society. So our job is to plot who. You know, the honesty, you know, I, I truly say that we are part of a blood covenant that is deeper than confra. Like at the end of the day, all of those things you see are even a miniature of what God had in mind. They are a travesty. They are just copying. And they are not copying well. You understand? The blood they share with Christ is deeper than the copper. The demon, I was not telling them that. When you go to the club and you find all those people jumping, jumping, they still not a group. They experience in his presence of joy forevermore. So if they're not jumping and grooving like that, you think they have a the group? At the depression comes. Because that was the high of the high. Like the high was, was substance induced. You understand, it was by the time they wake up, you know, somebody saw me at work and then I said, Are you guys jump? You know what, <sighs> what do you guys think? Like, how can you be, how can you be jumping for two hours? Two hours, boom, <laughs> You know, I, I I, like the jumping dance because it has no pattern. You know, nobody said, are you calling it before? He did his job. So, at, at the end of the day, that is what it is. In your music career, it's okay, you know, somehow the church is trying to force everybody to do better. but well, not everybody is called to better? So, i called to better. And God forgive uh-huh. you to take your own somewhere. What with the patterns of the spirit in your hearts. If God has revealed worship to you in the way that for church house music, do house music. But what it is that they're trying to make one that on, and impose on everybody. So, people are called to take it to cosmos. So,
1: cosmos is devil's kingdom. So
0: it's the unredeemed part of the world
1: but at the end of the
0: day some people use their pattern to impose on others my point is be liberated so of course you have that expression in church it's powerful bring it there is focus in that there is kingdom in that if God has inspired you to sing about love and freedom take it there express it don't say those people are wrong and we are more in the right or they are in the right and we are more in the wrong or trying to be strategic too much and then miss your template and your pattern, God will prosper you like right this. So, my point is, what the patterns of the scripture as we revealed to you? But remember that you are here to execute a mandate. So even if you do a church music and the heart of love and the heart of God is not in that church music, it's an abomination unto him. Yeah. And he will rather those people out there who are not mentioning his name and they are still not using for money. But if your goal is to in your own music, is for hammer, God is saying, that is so small a goal. That's scarcity playing to you. You are playing to of scarcity. Just I was having an argument with some guy and he said that in America, 37% of Americans, 37% are the white Americans. Only 4% of Americans are in the gay community and they are fighting the abundance in the cosmos. They are fighting with millions of dollars the world the gay agenda. And they fought so much on, on Thursday, they almost paid TMZ half a million dollars to push that Sesame Street the the public. Wait a day. And what am I saying? I'm saying that a brother is a responsibility. So there are many levels in life. You you can spend forty years
1: being your own Lord healing me. Lord loves me. Lord I love you. Or I thank you. For forty years you can stay there. For I love
0: you. I love you that you can stay there for 40 years. Or you can go God's love in identity, in sonship, in kingdom, and in abundance, and become responsible for God on earth. So it's not entertainment, it's it a culture, it's a medicine. Every doctor that I've met in this country
1: is a mess. It's a mess. People that because of insulin. Insulin,
0: 100 there. It's a mess, it's in politics. You saw somebody. I saw somebody who passed me somewhere on social media. State. I saw it. What is wrong there? It's a mess. It's in politics. It's in governance. It's in media. It's in music. It's in arts. And right now, to be better, it was with you. To fix this, remember: to to know about to be fashionable, you must be working somewhere. No, but you get the point. It's everyone and doing is saying no. there's the next level. Now, now, please let me add, it might not happen for you now, but start getting your mindset to Why? that's the point. Because you must work on your skill sets. You must go to school and become fantastic. You must be a good time, You must work on yourself. So that when the time comes, you will react right. right? Any question? One more. Yeah, uh, we'll do one more. I just want to remind you something. Call it the optics of abundance or the optics of the kingdom? There are many scriptures God has given to us as a few. When he says that, nothing is impossible to get, that which I imagine to be. He's speaking of that. When he said, um, uh, your mother's conqueror through Christ Jesus, he was giving the abundance concept. When he says that, um, you overcome the world because greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. He was inviting you to a place of abundance. The only person that needs to give you the permission is no longer God, because he has already permitted you. You need to give yourself permission. In fact, you need to get out of your own way. Let God flow through you like he wants to. I want
1: to ask a question that uh, I did some research on, but I've not gotten clarity yet. I don't know the full, it's the the Beatitudes, can we put it up? Okay, yes. So, I really need to understand this part that says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit. That part that says, poor in spirit. Okay,
0: what I I think this scripture is saying is, spirit is talking about the, the state of your spirit that is one well, um repent and empty yourself uh humble enough to admit that god needs the help of god so if all your days remain all right and it has become your strength you're not growing in your own capacity you're growing in his own to supply the strength so everyone who has gone through sometimes if you're not broken you won't get there oh do you know what i got there broken and battered and became poor in
1: spirit well, maybe
0: you're correct. So good.
1: Yeah. Um, thank you very much for that powerful word. Um, I think abundance is such a powerful concept that many persons don't understand. You know, when the scripture comes to life to you that the Lord is my shepherd, right? It makes a whole lot of difference for you as an individual. The problem many of us live life the way really we do is because we are focused on the self and we believe that um, the, we, the only reason we can do things is um because whether or not we have the resources or I don't know. And this is why I believe that many of us sell ourselves are so short, whether it involves uh, negotiating or trying to get a job or something. because we prefer the security of slavery over the uncertainty of freedom, and, and, and so we never, ever, ever trust God
0: to take us through the faith, because we just believe that um, if 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 it's not us, it can't done, and. One our source, and as long as one remains my source, I'm good. So I just going to thank you for that part of it. Just one more. One more. I'll, I'll recap the question. Okay. One well, is his question that, I think this is, so we don't miss it. His question is, how come the bad ones, why sometimes it's like the good ones are struggling? Now, let me tell you, Nigeria. when you say Nigeria, Nigeria is a contraption. Because the corrupt is always stealing. But if you go to a place where, if you go to a society where things really are a bit overnight, um, you, your prosperity is not dependent on your on your religion. It's dependent on your mindset and your ability to be resourceful. Ah, yes, resourceful. So if you're not resourceful, everything around you cannot harness. So some of these men know the life plan. They are reading, they are studying. Some Christians are waiting on a miracle for something that God will take into the process. So for so Christians, it's not that God does that Sometimes you can reap a harvest so. But that is oftentimes so it does it when he wills. You don't, you don't have so much control over where you can say not yet. But God has given us a principle where you sow a seed, water it, you will reap the harvest. So to be expecting a harvest from seed which you have not sown is not always the guaranteed way. So when he spoke, he said something that I think is also very key. I would like to tie that in. He spoke about certainty and, and then possibilities. The reality is that God is not so much about certainty as He is about possibilities. Let me explain. When they left Egypt, He gave them manna. They wanted to wake up every morning, certain that manna would fall. So that day they woke up, they were they wanted certainty of manna. And God didn't show manna that they got another plan because He was God of possibilities. They said, i got an Egypt. They, they wanted to go back because their, their mindset was they make formulas out of their experience and God does not to be reduced to a formula so the point is that how can you be saying it's not if it's not bank and not do? and God is saying See, I'm the God of possibilities like if, if I can deconstruct and take you wherever I want to my spirit becomes there are places to go so sometimes our mental construct reduces us and impoverishes us we come to a place where we want certainty of manner and God is saying trust me for manner is not coming to me. And you have to learn to live with possibilities. Yeah, yeah, on Thursday, one thing we tried, we said there is a slave mindset on this side, there is a sonship mindset. And God was intentional. When Moses was born, he organized for Moses' adoption in Pharaoh's palace. So Moses escaped the the 400 year slavery that destroyed his race. You understand? They were devils. Then Moses escaped it, and God took him to the palace. Moses saw royalty. Moses was now educated, he could understand Genesis. When God was speaking to him about what happened in creation, Moses could write, because he had been educated in the past. When he came back, it was a hard pressed form to carry people who didn't have a renewal of their mind. All their of slavery had eradicated any potential of sonship. God was telling them, I'm the God of your father, Isaac and Jacob. They, they are said they cannot conce- conceive, they cannot conceptualize. It was incon- inconceivable of them to understand the God that can free them. In fact, he said the certainty of Egypt, the bondage the certainty of Egypt was more appealing and more alluring for them than any uncertain journey with God to a promised land that you don't have. They can't handle do it. Don't let your past deprive you of the glorious future that God is calling you into. Forget certainty, safety, security. They are too small a concept. Let God be it for you. Because safety in God is not the absence of danger. It is presence with you. And all you need to know just face with God, just face with God in your life. Don't think you want to be too fast or too pace with Him. There's the a scripture in first Corinthians. I think it was First Corinthians 17:17, where he was saying that look to a message translation, don't look at, don't copy others. That. that even if you are a slave, you're free because abundance has come to your life. So your limitation of your circumstances cannot invalidate the word. Alright, abundance is yours. Let your mind conceive it, let your imagination. Carrie David.
1: So yeah, I think this was brilliant actually. Um, so what else was well, like at night's point. Um when we he, were talking, I kind of sense that what God was saying is that God's words is not measured by human understanding, but it is evident to all. So when God blesses him, and God said I'll bless you in secret, but right? yeah, I mean what I do in secret, will be secret okay? right? So it's evident to all, but it's not measured by human understanding. I think sometimes we only prosper, but then that prosperity is being defined by material things. But God's wealth is not the prosperity of man. So that's the first thing. The second one is, I think every time we talk about abundance, abundance has to be spoken about within the context of God's vision. Because you can't you can't have an abundant conversation without knowing where you're going. The Bible says without vision sure the people perish. So if you're talking about abundance, 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 I think that's sometimes the problem with the church. And there is no you're going, then you're going nowhere. You know. And so for everyone, we need to talk about abundance with the context of what God is saying to us. And the Bible says, write down TV, not my vision. So it is God's vision. And then from that place comes expectation. And the Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. So when he gives you that vision, and you expect expecting, and you're walking with him, then you're flowing in him. Well, so that's what thing. Awesome.
0: Fantastic. That's um, a that in uh, that sound that says that the, 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 the steps of the righteous are ordered by God because his ways pleases the law. So our alignment gives us access. And um, that is so fundamental. I just remembered Abraham. Abraham walked with God. And guess what? Abraham, a single man, after a while of working with God, God said, I will be your reward. And guess what? That was what God promised him, he was exceedingly rich and yet he wasn't pursuing the riches. God has said, forget whatever you even Isaac is not just your reward, I am your reward. So in the midst of our pursuit of abundance and the desire to become more and to accomplish the things that God has placed on our hearts to do as to work in life in his vision, we must remember that he is ultimately our reward. Not anything we can become. We are not using God as a means to becoming great. No, He has invited us to share the greatness that He has bestowed on us. In fact, He wants to express His greatness to us. But we have to then die to self, empty ourselves we'll to allow Him to do that. All right, let us pray. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelegos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.